Now on Queer News Tonight, Diversity Honors March 9th at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino recognizes LGBTQ plus influencers, awards Harvey Milk Foundation medals, and promotes inclusivity. New Hotspots magazine out Thursday features a Valentine's theme with tips on gifts, dining, and events for a special February where LGBTQ plus love is in the air. Moriarty's restaurant faces backlash for a discriminatory job listing seeking a biological male bartender in LGBTQ plus friendly Philadelphia. It's Academy Awards time. So let's talk about the 2024 Gay VN Awards in Las Vegas celebrating global gay adult entertainers. Governor Ron DeSantis' post-presidential race power play raises concerns of revenge politics, posing challenges for Florida's political landscape. And Florida's largest newspaper outlines every gory detail. Hello and welcome to Queer News Tonight. This is the world's first and only LGBTQ plus daily evening television news broadcasting live and available on demand on all smart televisions, including Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, Amazon Fire TV, and social platforms, including Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. It's time to queer up the news. It is Tuesday, January 30th, 2024. We are live and literally out of the closet and into the headlines. So many of your important stories we are going to tell this evening on Queer News Tonight. This is the world's first live daily LGBTQ evening news show. Literally out of the closet and into the headlines on Queer News Tonight. I'm out South Florida senior reporter John Hayden. This evening we bring you the news of and perspective representing the LGBTQ plus community from South Florida, America, and across the planet. This is the world's first and only unedited live LGBTQ plus evening news show. Whatever happens unique in LGBTQ plus news, you will see it and hear it. Hotspots Magazine Happening Out Television Network is a nonprofit 501c3 media company in the same model of PBS and NPR, but designed for the LGBTQ plus community. Our mission is to support the 10 pillars of our LGBTQ plus community. We want to inform and educate the key issues of our black community, Latino, lesbians, and queer women, trans, students, youth, seniors, HIV AIDS, healthcare, business, social justice, and faith. Help us support our community. We are part of one of the world's largest LGBTQ plus media companies in America, Hotspots Magazine and Happening Out Television Network. In 2024, our magazine is celebrating 40 years of the LGBTQ plus experience and our television news, talk and entertainment shows support our mission to educate the LGBTQ plus and broader community. Well, let's begin tonight by meeting our panel and up first, Eric Restivo, a well-known West Hollywood Gad about <laughs> known for his listen sweetie podcast he is an entertainment headliner in clubs across the country including WeHo and Wilton Manors he is also a television host of the brand new the W boys show focusing on LGBTQ plus love for entertainment premiering March 12th Wow, that's a new updated bio. It's like it's a whole new day, a whole new week here at Queer News Tonight. Um, Do you know what might be one of the coolest parts about that new show is that I have a co-host from Wilton, and he's also at this table. Hello, John Hayden. Wait, it's me? Yes, it's you. (laughs) I win! 
in. So and premiering March twelfth, and you get everybody a gets a podcast. Gets yes. Oh, and another <laughs> and another fly just died. <laughs> no, but that is going to be fun. We are we're going to be setting up a lot of interviews. We're going to be talking with some fascinating. people. Yes, we've got uh, celebrities from all over the world. To be fair, you know, um, not people who are just residing in WeHo or Wilton. Um, some favorites from RuPaul. We have different entertainment uh, outlets that will be covering everything happening in queer uh, television and reality television. Uh, nothing is off the table. I'm very excited. So am I. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. Hopefully you'll unbutton maybe another button for our show. Oh, I'm not Just wearing it. one more off. I'm not wearing a shirt for the show. All right. Well, button it up more. Stay yeah. tuned, <laughs> honey. Stay I'm tuned. Mm. <laughs> You're getting awful salty for someone whose intro is about next. I know, right? <laughs> Mr. Salt himself, Cameron Glass is here, a South Florida actor and musician, as well as part of a permanent host, cast of the live of the most popular live LGBTQ plus talk show in the world. The entire world. Wow. I mean, probably also the moon. Like probably everything in our sphere. The It's Happening Out show. Welcome, Cameron. The entire Andromeda system. Get it right, darling. I'm galactically known. You put, you put the drama in Andromeda. That's Damn for right, sure. baby. <laughs> and finally, let's welcome Matteo Ventura Brewer. He is the executive director of the Aqua Foundation for Women. Matteo is proudly trans and Latine and is Aqua's first transgender executive director. Welcome back to the show, Matteo. Thank you. I'm excited that we have um, a, our annual family barbecue coming up on March 3rd. It's going to be at the historic Virginia Key. Um, it's always a lot of fun. It's totally free. So anybody who is an LGBTQ plus family, you know, come bring your kids. It's a, it's a really good day. Uh, besides food, games, music, yep. what, what's all what's of planned? them? We're going to have DJ Jessica Lamb and we're going to have, you know, your classic barbecue food, probably, um, you know, one of those inflatable water slides. It's a lot of fun. I love oh, an I love inflatable those. water slide. <laughs> we're 12. <laughs> and we are also the reporters for Queer News Tonight. And this evening we begin with the queer headlines, the LGBTQ plus community in South Florida and across America is diverse. Our community around the world is vast. And here are the bullet points of the queer news for today, Tuesday, January 30th. And we begin by queering up South Florida and Florida. Diversity Honors returns for Harvey Milk Foundation and Pride Center March 9. Diversity Honors, the prestigious event exclusively held at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, is all set for March 9th and will recognize influential people who have dedicated themselves to promote inclusivity and authenticity. The event benefits the Harvey Milk Foundation and Pride Center at Equality Park. The foundation will present two Harvey Milk medals, recognizing the achievements of music pioneer and multiple Grammy winner, as well as LGBTQ plus activist, Belinda Carlisle. The gala will also recognize singer-songwriter Spencer Battias. But back to Belinda. She advocates for parental support of LGBTQ plus children. She has also co-founded Animal People Alliance, empowering individuals to care for street animals. At this event, she'll be accompanied by her son, James Mason, an LGBTQ plus activist and blogger. Diversity Honors will present the prestigious Pride Center at Equality Park Alan Schubert Award to a dedicated entrepreneur and philanthropist, Mark Hunter Seymour. Tatiana Williams, the co-founder of Trans Inclusive Group, will be honored for advocating for trans and LGBTQ plus equality. The Gay Men's Chorus of South Florida will be honored for an impactful music force to promote diversity. 
Diversity Honors also celebrates the legacy of Harvey Milk, an icon for our community, and will mark the 46th anniversary of his historic election in San Francisco. Diversity Honors is made possible with the generous support from DMK, Stoli Vodka, Goodman PR, Ludwig Framemakers, and media sponsors Hotspots and Happening Out Television Network. Tickets are 250 bucks and includes the cocktail reception, an open bar, and dinner during the awards in the Grand Ballroom, and a Stoli after party at the Guitar Hotel with live entertainment by singer-songwriter Debbie Holiday. This is not to be missed. Further details are available at diversityhonors.org. And I think this is going to be the fourth year I've gotten to go to this. And it always is. It's, it's fun. It's fun, but it's also, it's a very important community event to remember Harvey Milk. Uh, his, his nephew, Stuart, um, is usually there, except a couple years ago he was a little ill, but I think he still made it. Uh, his dedication to this cause, Miriam's dedication to the cause, uh, helping set this up and bring it up, and Hard Rock, you always welcome us with open arms. I guess we're back in the main ballroom. Last year it was out on the pool deck at night, and it was gorgeous! <laughs> but... No matter where it is at Hard Rock, it really is. They know how to put on events. They know how to take care of it. So I'm really looking forward uh, to this coming up in March. It's a sensational cast. It's a sensational aspect to, you know, appreciate all the community aspects that have been given to us. You know, Gaiman's Car South Florida holds a dear place in my heart mm -hmm. as I was a conductor with them back in 2017 as their first youth conductor. Mm -hmm. um, received a um, scholarship from them as well. So I'm very glad to see them being recognized and, you know, brought to the forefront, even though they do an amazing job self, you know, broadcasting themselves. Everyone knows who they are. Everyone knows they're going to do a good show. But everyone else being represented and just an event to have a good time is a fabulous thing. I can't wait for it. Yeah. And to celebrate those who are queer, trans, and still doing the work today, right mm -hmm. now, you know, we get to celebrate them. I think that that might be one of the highlights for I'm me. especially proud of Tassiana. That's right. going to be oh, yeah. so, right. so deserved. Taking too long, you know, yeah. to get that recognition. So we need more more events that will showcase. And let's remember, March 9th is going to be basically uh, the start of the final stretch of legislative session and while this is not a an inherently political event it certainly it does bring a lot of community leaders together and hopefully that we'll be able to uh meet celebrate ourselves in the middle of 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 the session but also maybe uh what do you call it? reorganize uh retrench for the last bit of the of the session and hopefully stop things from going from worse to worser find some light in it all yes next let's queer up gay culture Hotspots Magazine hits stands with Valentine's and love in the South Florida air. Hotspots Magazine is celebrating 40 years as one of America's most respected LGBTQ lifestyle and entertainment magazines. This week's new issue is my favorite. February is celebrating Valentine's Day and everything about love. On stands Thursday, you are seeing the exclusive first look of the new Love is Love cover. The issue has so much to offer. Who doesn't love Schitt's Creek? And you get a first glimpse of Dan Levy and his new film, Good Grief. February is Black History Month and learn all about the cookout on February 3rd at Mickle Park to celebrate the diversity of our community. A popular feature is the celebration of South Florida's favorite Valentines. Hotspots Magazine's feature Valentines are, and I'm going to try and pronounce everyone's name to the best of my avail uh, ability, 
Oscar Lopez and Elaine Alejandro Perez. Other celebrated Valentines are Hunter's GM and favorite, Bruce Howe and Inigo Valencia. There's Dr. Ferdinand Cabrera and Dimitri Bakulis. Faye Watt and Teresa Albernez are adorable. Other Valentine couples include Dr. Max and Lauren Zavlaski, Misty Eyes and John Alicia, Charlie Dros and Manny Trujillo, Lexi Goza and Kim Anselmo, Sun serves Tony Lima, one of my favorites, and Dr. Guillermo Salinas. The president of the Miami LGBTQ Chamber, Steve Atkins, is all business with Diego Conclavis. Queer news anchor and trans inclusives, Adriana Tender and Thomas Morell round out some of our favorite Valentines. <laughs> what Valentine edition could possibly leave out recommendations in the expansive feature on the best gifts? Everything under the sun included with the best recommendations to get the attention from your Valentine. Other features include an introduction to the president of the HRC, Kelly Robinson, and her historic leadership as a black lesbian woman. Scott Holland tells you the top 10 can't miss events from now to Valentine's Day. And there is an excellent feature on Hollywood and juicy tidbits of gossip. Hotspots Magazine is truly the lifestyle and entertainment leader, and we are excited to announce Hotspots Happening Out launches The W Boys, We Ho to Wilton on March 12th. This new entertainment television show stars from West Hollywood, me, and Wilton Manor's John Hayden. We are going to help lift Hotspots Magazine right off the page. So much fun in the new Hotspots on stage everywhere out on Thursday. Wow, it is going to be an explosive edition of Hot Spots. Um, also, just shout out to my hubby. We've been together um, for 14 years, which is kind of unheard of in the gay community. So I just want to say, love you, Todd. Um, we were not in the edition, but we are because I'm now saying it. Um, and what do you think is one of the most exciting things that we're going to bring with the W Boys in our first episode? Um, to uh, put you on the spot. Uh, cutting humor. Cutting humor. Like I will, I will. Like I used to do an entertainment show where we could do some celebrity commentary, and I, I was not afraid to cut a bitch then. <laughs> I am, and now it's going to be me saying the words. Oh, yeah, I'm excited to sit down. Get PG sit down, people. Oh, PG thirteen. What? PG thirteen rated R. John Hayden. Mm. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, more to. like NC seventeen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun on our podcast, and so much going on. Unfortunately, we're not launching till March, but the February edition is gonna be the February really edition packed. is already a delicious packed edition. Um, anything else that we're looking forward to in February, queer anchors? Yeah, um, in February we're doing a Galentine's Day Ooh. fundraiser at Cracked by Chef Adrian in South Miami. Um, if you you know download our flyer, it's in our newsletter or um, on our social media, and you bring that in, twenty percent of your check goes back to Aqua. So it's a really easy and really great fundraiser. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Calling it Galentine's Day because the day before you know Valentine's. Gotcha, gotcha. Also, I also one of the best Parks and Recreations episodes. Yeah. If there are anybody <laughs> out there who's watched that. I mean, Thursday, I can't wait to pick up my copy and get all the juicy tidbits that we're getting. I'm very excited. I'd love some little, like... You love a tidbit, love don't you? Right, just a little tid bit. Just a little bit. Just the tid. Just the tid. Just Maybe put in the bit. tid and see how it feels. Mm -hmm. Just the tid. Yeah, it's it's going to be great. Uh, you know, there's. I'm sure it'll be fun for even people who are single 
to enjoy um, as a little respite. <laughs> yeah, you don't perhaps have to be a, in a couple to take perhaps the tips a, of where to go. A dot, for a dot of love light at the end of, of a dark hallway oh that in, it leads inevitably to the grave. What the house are you going to? <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Pick up us spots on stands Thursday. Yeah, you don't want to end up like John here. No. <laughs> um, hey, said it. <laughs> next, let's queer up trans rights. Philadelphia Bar has transphobic ads seeking biologically male bartender. Moriarty's Restaurant and Bar in Philadelphia's Midtown Village is facing backlash following a Craigslist job listing seeking a, quote, biological male, unquote, bartender. Philadelphia's Office of LGBT Affairs, led by Selena Morrison, deems the ad, quote, extremely problematic and absolutely transphobic, end quote. Alongside the Philadelphia Commission on Human Relations, Morrison's office is investigating citing the illegality of discrimination under federal, state, uh, federal and state laws, including the amended Pennsylvania Human Relations Act, protecting gender identity and expression. Located near Philadelphia's Gaberhood, Moriarty's historic establishment near the Forest Theater has been a fixture in Philadelphia's bar scene since 1974. Deja Lynn Alvarez, the first openly transgender woman to run for Philadelphia City Council, expressed concern over the ad's placement. Rue Lando, a city council member and the first openly LGBTQ plus person to serve, asserts the job listing violates the city's fair practices ordinance, expecting a straightforward investigation due to its blatant nature. The controversy surrounding Moriarty underscores the ongoing struggle against discriminatory practices and reinforces the commitment to fostering inclusivity in Philadelphia's diverse communities. Queer News Tonight will continue to follow developments in this story and bring you updates. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little disappointing that um, even in areas that we feel are a little more progressive, perhaps, than uh, Florida at the time are still facing transphobia. We're still facing these kind of um, backwards ideas. You know, biology is a lot more complex than male, female, distinct kind of kind of uh, categories. There's so much beauty in the human diversity. So um, to see somebody, you know, using something that is a really a, a transphobic dog whistle is just, of course, disappointing. But I'm glad at least there the laws are um, clear. Yeah. yeah, that you can't just put that up. But this, I mean, this, this is an incident that we can point to tangible. But the problem is much more widespread. I mean, we've got places in Tennessee that are saying they're, a, uh, they're like Chechnya. They're a gay-free town. No LGBTQ plus in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And you've got restaurants putting flag or uh, putting signs up in their window saying no LGBTQ plus. I mean, technically they can't afford it. They can't legally do that. Uh, that was one of those things that was we thought was settled back in the 50s and the 60s. But um, but how, how do we combat that? Because I mean, like, it's one thing to talk about this particular offensive comment, but it's I think we need to look at it from a broader perspective. Well, it's not an isolated incident, right? It, right. it happens all the time. It's probably there's probably been a trans hate crime that happened an hour ago somewhere, right? Yep. Um, I think that platforms like Queer News Tonight, um, Hotspots Magazine happening out when we share these stories and we speak about them on this platform and we sh we make as many people aware as possible to share and share and share. The internet is a massive place right now. And that 
there are not enough people who are on our side when it comes to LGBTQ plus trans everyone community. There could be a lot more allies who could be educated from watching this, even just right now. So, you know, it's hard to say, what do we do, you know, individually right here, right now in the studio? Well, we talk about it. We, we make it aware to everyone. Right. Mm -hmm. And to anybody watching, what can you do as well? What I've found to be most um, powerful in changing minds or even just opening minds is just getting to know someone and like sharing that you're open and willing to talk about it. And they often it's that humanizing aspect once they realize, oh, yeah. you're just a person. You know, a lot of that mystification kind of goes away. Yeah. Yeah. I personally hate transphobia as we all should. We should all stand by our brothers, sisters, and everyone else that we love and care about. But you know what I do love? Porn. Oh, Next, oh my. Next, let's queer up entertainment. <laughs> While we wait for the Academy Awards, let's talk about the Gay VN Porn Oscars. After the Emmys and the Golden Globes, we all are eagerly awaiting the Academy Awards, which are scheduled on March 11th. But this wait is too long, and many LGBTQ plus people need some entertainment boost until then. That was why this week's 2024 Gay VN Awards provided some needed relief. The Gay VN Awards is the world's most famous gay porn awards show, honoring all the best in gay porn performance. It took place at the Resorts World in Las Vegas, hosted by Alec Mepa and Cade Maddox. The event honored winners in various categories. Rahim Shabazz, the first gay entertainer with over a million ex-followers, was awarded Performer of the Year. Austin Wolf, a fan of favorite, a fan favorite, clinched two awards as favorite dom and favorite porn star creator. Derek Cage, in the industry for just over a year, stood out with awards for best newcomer and best leading actor. Drake Vaughn, a newcomer, secured two fan-voted fan awards for favorite twink and favorite dick. Another standout was Max Connor, a previous performer of the year. The award ceremony celebrates being sex positive and everything related to the gigantic industry. Sorry, got excited. <laughs> Pornhub was an example. Recently recognized as one of the most important websites of the 21st century, the event showcased a mix of, establishing, of established and emerging stars, bringing attention to their achievements and popularity within the global adult entertainment community. And I couldn't agree more with Pornhub being a leading <laughs> website in the 21st century. As a young gay boy, access to uh, unfiltered content and internet, Pornhub was always a stable, secure, and constant uh, aspect for me to be like, oh, that's sex. Even though, you know, some of it's acted, faked out, ske um, scheduled, and, you know, written out. But regardless, that like was... Being married. I know, right? Actually, I don't know. <laughs> I'm single. Hi. Where is it? But regardless... Get your Valentine's Day edition of Hot Spots on Thursday. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> but with Pornhub, I was able to be like, oh, 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 and have it beginning understanding of where I can learn, where I can you know, delve into different aspects. Pornhub even then realizing their status down, what, five, seven years ago, created a outlet source of sex education for its, you know, adult mm -hmm. consumers, even though let's be real, people who are not legal adults are using this website. But that's my aspect. And, you know, Pornhub is a quintessential website of the 21st century. Uh, what porn do you watch, John? <laughs> um, well, you know, all sorts of different tubes. But before we get into my personal viewing <laughs> habits, um, did any of you guys watch the stream? 
Uh, so, which weekend. dream? No, I mean I, uh, I, I before no. Bef- no. before it was no. gay VN. Um, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this. It was the Cyber Socket Awards because I DJed them when they were in Los Angeles, um, and it was definitely a party. Uh, the the porn awards, um, but it wasn't as 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 dirty and orgy full that you might think it is you know it's it's a award show that doesn't turn into anything after you know if they go someplace after perhaps but the time that they are getting the awards and it's the actual show it's just you know a bunch of attractive people i mean i think anything that is actually supporting um the sex workers as an industry and supporting um or advocating for sex positivity is incredibly important especially when so many young people don't have access to any kind of sex education, let alone uh, gay related or anything outside of the, you know, what is allowed to be taught, quote unquote. Yeah. You know, you touch on sex positivity and that's really what these are. I mean, yes. Have we seen if, if you're watching the gay VNs, have you seen more than them in a tuxedo? Yes, absolutely. Um, but that's not what really these are all about. This is about celebrating, yeah. recognizing yeah. and celebrating um, what they do. You know, there are a lot of award shows that aren't nearly as, as good, but they are just as consequential. There's the Directors Guild of America every year uh, that doesn't really get televised. But it, it, it looks at a very um, uh, important aspect of, of entertainment. Gay VNs do the exact same thing. They just do it a lot more publicly and, I'm, and probably with less, less wardrobe. So probably not a lot of wardrobe events or uh, awards going out there, but it is. It's about sex positivity. It's about sex workers um, having a safe space to do their work. And that's part of what uh, Florida is trying to take away and among other states to uh, limit uh, who can see, who can access things like uh, Pornhub or RedTube or, right. or any of those tube oh. sites. They yeah. have completely geofenced off states that say you have to put in your identity to be 18 you have to be 18 up and you have to be able to prove it uh florida wants to go down that road and there's a good chance that the third largest state would be just completely cut off from this i can't imagine how that is legal uh parental verifications yes don't roll your eyes it is possible to get things like that done uh i know we i know we all like to think of you know the the teen movies, American Pies or whatever, you know, where they're logging on and stuff. But the fact is, it's it's possible to do without uh, taking away expression and the ability to view that expression by millions, tens of millions of adults every day. They're going to find a way to watch it no matter what. Just so you know. Ban it. They're still going to find a way to watch it. We're all going to find a way. You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, sex is a part of life for for most a lot of people, and it's not something that should be shameful and hidden from society. So. Absolutely. Next, let's queer up politics. Florida's largest newspaper fears three more years under wounded grudge bearing John DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, sorry. Uh, don't, don't bring me in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why am I saying sorry? Anyway, Florida's largest newspaper, the Miami Herald, has a scathing new op-ed from its editorial board. It paints a vivid picture of the next three years in Florida under Governor Ron DeSantis. Having bowed out of the Republican presidential race, DeSantis, despite a perceived lackluster campaign, still holds nearly three years of gubernatorial control. The op-ed suggests that what awaits Floridians is a chilling prospect. A leader driven by insecurities, poised for vengeance and power. The editorial board is particularly troubled by DeSantis' recent display of strength on social media. 
Responding to a Politico headline regarding a proposed bill that would burden taxpayers to help pay for former President Donald Trump's multiple legal battles. While the editorial board acknowledges the right decision to reject the ludicrous bill, their concern lies in DeSantis's motivations as he takes a step towards revenge politics. The governor's muscle flexing extends beyond policy, reaching into political maneuvering against those who challenge him. His power play also targeted Florida Chief Financial Officer Jimmy Patronis, who supported the bill and publicly sided with Trump in the presidential race. DeSantis's capacity to hold on to a grudge is no secret. His urge for settling scores is widely recognized in Florida, with Disney serving as a notable illustration. The editorial board suggested that Florida now grapples with a wounded, grudge-bearing governor who is determined to assert dominance. He is seeking revenge for the recent defeat, leaving Floridians in the crosshairs of a chaotic political landscape. Well, so, don't get me started on Ron DeSantis, but I think it's um, definitely upsetting and chilling to think that we have almost three more years under him. Um, if nothing, he's shown that you know, we could hope maybe that with the presidential race out of reach for him, um, that some of his more uh, extreme actions and goals might be reduced because we know he was definitely trying to appeal to a certain base. But I know, you know, I'm not that hopeful. He's definitely shown us who he is. And unfortunately, a lot of Floridians have also shown us who they are. Um, but I think what's really the shame here is so few people are registered to vote. Um, and regardless of how you feel about, you know, the upcoming presidential election, local politics are still um, incredibly important to our everyday lives. Yeah. And he's going to come back. He's coming back. He's angry. He's he's put off. Um, but I want to bring back a clip, uh, a, a clip from this uh, this script that you just read. A leader driven by insecurities, poised for vengeance and power. You could take out DeSantis and replace it with the word Trump. Because mm. look at all the influence Trump has had. And he hasn't even had a legitimate political platform for the last three years. Yeah. And he's been able to continue to be a traitor to this country, which he has been since January 6th at a minimum. Right. But the fact is, he gave us Ron DeSantis. He endorsed him back in 2018. And then he got to stomp on him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, let's face it, De but the difference is DeSantis is going to have a platform, a very legal platform to do essentially whatever he wants for the next three years. I mean, hopefully in the midterm, the Florida midterms, which is this election, we'll be able to pick up some seats uh, and check the power of the GOP supermajority. But other than that, th we're, we are DeSantis's here to be consumed. Yeah, he's going to sit up there in Tallahassee because who does he pick fights with? Uh, let's see. Disney, the most powerful entertainment corporation in the world. Um, Broward County. I mean, we are a we are a huge uh, population and we have millions of tourists that come through Dade, Palm Beaches and Broward every year. That's who he's hurting. And he doesn't care who he hurts from now on. And a, a warning, he's only in his 40s. And people he can come love back. him. People uh, love, love him in Florida. It is it is frightening. I mean, I've only lived in Florida for a year and a half now. Right. And I know how much people love him. Well, they don't love him enough because uh, they, they, they don't love him more than Trump. Not where we are, which thank, thank God. God above. Yeah. But 
I agree they don't love him more than Trump, but I think that full-fledged Floridians who have been with him, like, they, the stuff I hear, my, even, like, my cousins who claim to love me, but they vote for every red Republican they can, you know, um, they speak so highly of what Ron DeSantis has done for Florida. That is the most popular sentence I think I've heard since moving to Florida. He may not be the right president. Uh, he might, be, might not be the right run for president, but he's done so much for us in Florida, end quote. I've heard that so many times. Yeah, tell that to the 90% right. of transgender people, right. youth and adults who are yeah. either considering oh, or no, planning I hear to leave the state. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he is scary, scary, scary news. Scary time. And remember... Richard Nixon lost his first bid for president and came back and revisited his nightmare on America. Ronald Reagan lost the Republican nomination in 1976 and came back to give us 12 years of Reagan-Bush, trickle-down economics, take whatever's left over and be grateful to get it. Yeah. So Ron DeSantis may be gone for now, but we need to keep an eye on him. Yeah, We need to make sure he is politically knocked out out over these next three years because if he goes up and gets a senate seat in 26 then we're never getting rid of him now here's a look at what i'm working on for this week's issue of out south florida this week in out south florida powered by queer news tonight i'm out south florida senior reporter john hayden in this week's issue an out south florida exclusive Wilton Manor's Mayor Scott Newton tells me he will run for re-election this year and shares his goals for a final term. Also, celebrate public art. Thunder Bunny is here to stay and Wilton's Art Walk turns the corner. Plus, LGBTQ plus icon Candace Kane promotes and parties in South Florida. I'm John Hayden, those stories and more in Out South Florida on stands and online. And follow me on Instagram at John Hayden Journalist for breaking news and live updates. Next, we are proud of our special partnership with Sunshine Cathedral, the world's largest queer church here in Fort Lauderdale. Supporting that partnership, we are broadcasting from our permanent set here at Sunshine Cathedral at the Happening Out Television Studios. We broadcast Sunshine Cathedral's Sunday international service at 10.30 a.m. We finish tonight's Queer News headlines with a segment we call LGBTQ Plus 
One Minute News. LGBTQ plus One Minute News, let's queer up entertainment. Madonna comes out swinging on lawsuit over her concert lateness. The lawsuit against Madonna by disgruntled fans over her tardiness has caught the attention of the Queen of Pop, and she appears ready to defend herself. LGBTQ plus community members Michael Fellows and Jonathan Haddon sued Madonna, the concert promoter Live Nation, and Barclays Center for alleged deceptive practices when the December 13th Celebration Tour show started over two hours late. Madonna's team cites a technical issue during soundcheck as the cause, promising a vigorous defense. Lateness has been a reoccurring issue at Madonna shows for years. A show in South Florida started almost three hours late. Celebrities, including The View co-host Joy Behar and Sarah Haynes, expressed discontent, with Haynes calling Madonna's tardiness disrespectful to her fans. Now Madonna has publicly responded with the technical delay and noted there will be a vigorous defense against the lawsuit. LGBTQ plus one minute news. Let's queer up black culture. Black History Month is about queer people as well. February is Black History Month and it exists to highlight the contributions of African Americans that they've made to the United States throughout our history. And celebration of Black History Month is incomplete without celebrating the black queer community. We remind you of just some of the many contributors, be it trans activist Marsha P. Johnson, Chicago's first lesbian mayor Lori Lightfoot, lesbian drag king Stormé Delaverie, or civil rights leader Bayard Rustin. The black LGBTQ community has contributed an immense amount to politics, art, medicine, and other fields. However, the black LGBTQ community still faces challenges due to rampant homophobia in the black community including black churches. The Trevor Project's national survey of LGBTQ plus youth conducted in 2020 shows 44% of black LGBTQ plus youth, including 60% of black transgender and non-binary considered suicide in the 12 months during the study being conducted. Black queer youth who report high family support had lower rates of attempted suicide. According to the Williams Institute, at least one million black adults in the U.S. are LGBTQ+, making up about one-eighth of the nation's LGBTQ population. Still, the majority of black LGBTQ people, 80%, say they have experienced verbal insults or abuse, and 60% have been threatened with violence. It's important to extend the vision behind the celebration of Black History Month and give the due acknowledgement to black LGBTQ community to make them feel seen, loved, included, and accepted. Queer News Tonight is celebrating Black History Month in February with a special edition, the Black Excellence Edition, including an all-black anchor panel telling the stories of the queer black community. LGBTQ plus one minute news, let's queer up students and youth culture. A right winger accused of causing school of bomb threats is appointed to a state library committee. We are going to take back our schools. We are going to fix the schools. We're going to remove porn from the schools and you can't stop us. State uh, Superintendent Ryan Walters showing a video recorded by Haya Raychek during Thursday morning's State Board of Education meeting. Chaya Raychek, known for her far-right views on libs of TikTok, 
has been appointed to Oklahoma's Library Media Advisory Committee. Rychek's account has more than 3 million followers on platforms like X and Insta, and often contains discriminatory language and targets LGBTQ plus individuals, drag queens, and their employers, criticizes efforts for diversity, inclusion, and equity. This account has also been linked to bomb threats at various schools, libraries, and hospitals across the country, including last year's bomb threat against a school library in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Rychek's eligibility for the educational role is being questioned by many, given her professional background and her history of bigotry. LGBTQ plus one minute news, let's queer up business. Gay CEO of OpenAI announces plan to prevent AI abuse in upcoming election. As the November elections approach, Sam Altman, the openly gay CEO of the influential artificial intelligence company OpenAI, has revealed a comprehensive plan to thwart the impact of AI-generated misinformation on the electoral outcome. OpenAI's three-point strategy aims to curb misuse, enhance content detection, and provide users with accurate election information. These measures are taken in response to the concerns raised by New Hampshire primary voters who received deceptive robocalls featuring a deep fake audio impersonating President Joe Biden, advising them against voting. As more than 64 countries across the globe are holding elections this year, OpenAI says its plan on implementing safeguards internationally to prevent fraud. LGBTQ plus one minute news, let's queer up politics. Out Florida rep Michelle Rayner defends vote banning LGBTQ plus youth access to social media. The Florida House has passed a bill that forbids social media platforms from allowing accounts for young teens and mandates age verification of accounts from others. The bill prohibits those under 16 years old from creating new social media accounts and mandates the deletion of existing accounts held by minors under 16. The bill received bipartisan support and was passed with a 106 to 13 vote. The decision was controversial over the effects it could have on access to information specifically for LGBTQ youth. It has now moved to the Republican-controlled Senate. Democratic Representative Michelle Rayner, who is openly gay, is facing criticism for endorsing the ban as she played a role in crafting this controversial legislation. An LGBTQ activist and one of the Queer News Tonight's anchors, Max Fenning of PRISM Florida, argues the bill may hinder youth access to crucial sexual health resources. That is today's news for the LGBTQ plus community on the world's first and only daily LGBTQ plus evening news show. If our community is important to you, share this news with your friends and family. Are you, like most of America, part of our very large television audience watching this live LGBTQ plus news broadcast right now on Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, and Amazon Fire TV? Queer News Tonight is the only live LGBTQ plus digital television show in the world that is out of the closet and into the headlines. We need your support. If our community is to grow, we must tell our stories and bring them to the attention of the broader world. This is the only place in the world that tells these types of LGBTQ plus stories in motion and sound. That is the passion of Hotspots Magazine, Happening Out Television Network, and Queer News Tonight. I'm John Hayden. And on behalf of these LGBTQ plus reporters, the anchors, Queer News Tonight, including Eric Restivo, Cameron Glass, and Matteo Ventura Brewer, we will see you daily at 8 p.m. And to our LGBTQ plus world, we wish you a very good night. Good night. Good night.